Well, hello and welcome. This is your host, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals, as well as the Lion Tribe of Judah Global Tent Ministries. Yes, happy marvelous Monday. Just giving praises and glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, today I want to talk a little bit about uprooting the altar of familiar spirits. Yes, you heard me right. Uprooting the altar of familiar spirits. Yes, coming from Leviticus 19 and 31, it says, Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Our God is a jealous God. Yes, he said there will be no gods before him nor after him. Yes, the world that we live in, a lot of times we making things out of gods, we making people out of gods, and so God will tear that little thing down because he don't want you to put anything or anyone before him, okay? In the realm of the spirit, we do know about spiritual warfare and deliverance. There are a few things that um, are as sinister as familiar spirits as we know. Okay, the reason is simple but deeply profound. As the name suggests, familiar spirits are derived from the phrase, what? Family spirits. Yes, you heard me right. Family spirits. These are demonic spirits that are unique to a particular family or ancestry. Mm -hmm. These demonic spirits are very familiar with history, character traits, uh, strengths, and weaknesses of a particular bloodline. Consequently, familiar spirits are also known as surveillance spirits. They place a family under satanic surveillance. Uh-huh. They, um, uh, so that the in intelligence gathered can be used against members of that particular family to keep them addicted or loyal to evil altars. Uh-huh. Evil altars. You heard me right. Uh, unique to the family bloodline or to that particular family lineage. This is why so many people struggle and they don't know why. They struggle to break certain habits or addictions because as soon as they purpose to do so, these old malicious familiar spirits go to work in flame and exploit their wickedness. Thankfully, thankfully, these malicious spirits can be destroyed by destroying the evil altars that they operate from. Yes, we do know that um, Satan have no power unless God allow him the power. Okay, uh, one of the prayers it says, Heavenly Father, righteous judge, I ask that the courts of heaven be seated according to Daniel 7, 9, and 10. I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. It is written... Okay, I kept looking until thrones were set up and the Ancient of Days, which is God, took his seat. His garment was white as snow and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was like fire. His wheels were burning fire. A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. A thousands upon thousands were attending him and ten thousands upon ten thousands were standing before him. The court was seated and the books were 
opened. Yes, we got to know who and whose we are. We got to know who and what we are fighting. The Bible said we fight, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in very high places. I know a lot of times when people are talking to the enemy, they pointing down and they telling that devil down there. No, 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 no. He's not down there. He's up there. That's why it says spiritual wickedness in high places. So we have to fight and war against where the fight and the war is. And that is in high places. Satan is the prince of the air, but God is the God of the universe. And we got to know, uh, and, and we got to know and understand which weapon to use at what particular time. We got to know what demon we are fighting. We got to know that we cannot do things in our own strength. Unless God give you the strength, the anointing, and the power, you are powerless. You got to know that you cannot fight the enemy with your words. It has to be with the word of God. You cannot Fight and stand against a demon unless God give you the power, the anointing to do so. And when God give you power, he give you that dunamis power. God will not leave you powerless, but you got to put him first. When you get up in the morning, God, thank you. When you go to bed at night, God, thank you. We got to learn to be thankful over the few things that God have blessed us with. Put away all your little idols. When you start seeing that familiar spirit rise up, you have to kill it and uproot it. Because if not, it will link up to something else and it will live. I always use an illustration of a tree because I see a lot of people cutting down trees, not knowing that the root of that tree is still living. The root of that tree will link up under the ground and link up with other trees. So that tree is still living. You only cut off the head. So when you're beginning to cut off those familiar spirits from your familiar, that family lineage, that family bloodline, you got to cut that thing from the root. I know they said you got to start from Adam and Eve, but guess what? I'm going to start from the very foundation that yes, my mother's 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 mother, mother, my daddy's 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 daddy. I sever that bloodline. I uproot it. I denounce every curse, every hex, everything that they entertained. I don't care whether it was a Ouija board. I don't care whether if it was a soothsayer. I don't care if it was astrology, horoscope, whatever they were seeking. If anything that I put my hands to unknowingly, God, I denounce that thing. You got to begin to denounce some things that was tied to you from years ago. Things that you attached yourself to, people that you attached yourself to, that you know you had no business even being with, you had no business even entertaining, but because you allowed it, because you did, you have the legal right to go back and uproot it and denounce that thing and tell it where to go. If you have opened the door to any familiar spirits, it's time for you to shut that door and uproot that thing. Before it lived through your children and through your grandchildren and through your grandchildren's children. So we got to learn how and what we are fighting because we're fighting the unseen. Just like when this, 
this pandemic hit and this virus hit. That's the unseen. And when you're when you're coming up, when the enemy is coming against coming up against you, coming up against your mind, against your resources, he's not just fighting you, he's fighting everything that is tied to you. He's coming up against your resources. So if you're a person that you love to be a blessing, he's going to mess with your resources. If you're a person that, that you always try to talk and help people, he's going to attack your mind. He's going to, if you're a person that you always try to run to somebody's rescue and go help someone, he's going to work. He's going to mess with your mobility to move. If you're a person that you always laying hands on the sick, guess what? He's going to mess with your hands. Wherever God has blessed you, wherever God has strengthened you, the places that God has orchestrated in your life, where he has anointed you, those are the things that the enemy is after. The enemy is not after anything that he already have. If the enemy is not bothering you, if he's not touching anything that's attached to you, you may need to check your DNA because maybe, just maybe, you, you may be doing some things that he like and he's making you comfortable. But anytime you're doing what God is telling you to do, the enemy will start to um, attach himself. If he can't get to you, he will try to attach himself to something that is nearest and dearest to you. But as we know that there is a God, and, and read when you get a chance, read Daniel 7, 9, and 10 and Leviticus 19 and 31. We need to detach ourselves from the things that our ancestors did. We need to detach ourselves from the mindset. Yes, some things were good and a lot of things were not good. So you can speak to your DNA and say for it to line up according to the wills and the ways of God. Whatever God say about you, it shall and it will come to pass. Again, today we are talking about uprooting the altar of familiar spirits. Those things that are familiar. When you see that in your bloodline, everybody, every time you talk, every time you talk to somebody, it's a line of divorce. It's a line of people that 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 lie and they backbite and they full of manipulation. Then you find a, a, a family of nothing but adulterers where people just committing adultery. Then you find a line of people where they, they don't want to be married. They just want to sleep around. And, and then they got the, a spirit of lust that's running rapid in their family. Then you find one person, you be like, man, they, they dealing with lust really bad. And then you go and you look at their, 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 their parents or their parents' parents. You go back and you find out they wrestle with that spirit of lust for so long. But then you got to get to the root of where did the spirit of lust come from? Like what happened? What what caused them to have that spirit of perversion on them to where they feel like they had to have more than one partner or they feel like they had to entertain the, the pornography or find out, get into the root of that thing. 
Because if you never get to the root of it, then you're only surfacing. And the thing, only thing you're doing is you're, you're, it's, it's just like you're, 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 you're putting a bandage on it. Like, okay, it's not there. I don't see it, but you're still every now and then you wrestle with it because you got to start denouncing that thing from your lineage and from your bloodline. I don't care what happened in my mother's past or her mother's past or her mother's mother. I'm going to tell you what now, what Rhonda's going to denounce. She's going to denounce it from her kids. She's going to denounce it from her grandkids because that thing will not keep growing and festering and, and we are okay with it. We laughing about like, oh, that's funny. No, it's not funny. That you see that mean streak. I keep saying, oh yeah, when you see it, you got to identify it and kill it. You got a spirit of a lying spirit and you wonder where that lying spirit come from. Then you go back and you say, it's okay. Okay. I dealt with that spirit and I got to uproot it because I may be doing, it's maybe still, it's something in me that still got me doing, even if it, if it's a little bitty lie, you just telling a little bitty lies. Or you being deceptive just a little bit. Deception is deception. Lies is lies. Deceit is deceit. Lust is lust. So that's those little bitty things that grows and it festers. And we don't see no harm in it because the first thing we say is, well, nobody is perfect. And that's the enemy. Oh, he loves to hear that word. Nobody's perfect. We all fall short. Yes, we do. But it's not it's not a thing that you want to stay in because the longer you stay in it, the more you keep entertaining it, the more you keep okaying that it's okay. Everybody did this and everybody did that. Then, you know, when your children, when you have your children, that spirit going to connect to them, then they're going to start making up excuses and saying, oh, well, yeah, nobody's perfect. We already know that. So when the enemy hearing you say that, he hearing you validating that what you're doing is okay. So what he do? He allow it to now is going to your children. Your children will begin to say the, 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 the same things that you're saying instead of them trying to fix what is broken. They're constantly breaking things and saying, oh, okay, well, they broke it. It's okay. It's okay to break things, you know, uh, that can be fixed later, you know, and then you go to something else and you break that. It's okay because, you know, God forgive us. Yes, he does. But that's not an excuse to sin. It's not an excuse to tell lies. It's not an excuse to manipulate. It's not an excuse to be a gossiper. It's not an excuse to mess up someone's life and it's okay. It's not, it's not an excuse. So we got to uproot those altars of familiar spirits because if not, it's going to continue to run rapid in your family. You could be dead and gone and that, and then someone is wrestling with it and they don't know. They don't understand. They think it's okay. They think it's cute. They think it's fun. They think it's funny because they don't understand that that is a familiar spirit. You didn't know that years and years ago that your ancestors, some of your ancestors, everybody didn't believe in God. Some of them was witches. Some of them was warlocks. Some of them was, was dabbling in things. They had no business. You didn't know that. Then that, that spirit trickled on and, and then it went on down into the family lineage. Then you see some of your nieces, your nephews, your uncles, your aunts. You see them dabbling into witchy things and, and they, they don't know how to keep a woman or keep a man. And they don't realize, they manipulate their way. Well, let me let me cook up a lot of food and let me just show them that I can cook. Or let me just, those things right there, that's a witchy way. That's a manipulating way. Or let me show them that I can buy them this and I can buy them that. That's the spirit of manipulation. 
manipulation. Those those little bitty things that we don't pay attention to, but it's there. Well, let me just, uh, uh, I know this person loves sex. Well, let me just put this down on them and let me do this to them. This is, oh, they love this when I do this and they love this when I do that. We don't realize those little bitty things. Those are familiar spirits like I'm going to do this to keep this person. I'm going to do this to keep these people around me. I'm going to do this. Those little bitty things we pay no attention to and they constantly grows. And we think it's okay because it's familiar. So God say no more. No more. It's time to break that. It's time to break and uproot those familiar spirits. I decree and declare that every demonic altar be destroyed. I don't care how far back. I don't care if it was the beginning of the the, uh, the ages of Adam and Eve. I destroy every demonic altar. Everyone that's in my in my bloodline that have been dealing with astrology that have been dealing with soothsayers, that have been having a, a spirit of a witch, of a spirit of a warlock. I uproot that spirit. I command and demand that they become uncomfortable until their hands, or they, and, and, and when they are, are working and operating in that spirit, that their hands become withered and they understand that that is wrong. It's not of God, that it is a witchy spirit. You got to command that that spirit be uprooted and destroyed and burned by fire. We cannot, we can no longer agree with the things that we know that are wrong. And sometimes when we catch ourselves doing it right then, oh, I said I wasn't going to do that anymore. Let's stop that. Let's stop. You got to have somebody around you that's going to help you be accountable. Not somebody say, oh, you remember you said this? No, we're not going to do that. Remember, we're going to break this curse. We're going to break this. This has been in our family too long. This has been in our friendship too long. This has been in ministries too long where people manipulate you, where they speak word curses over you. If you leave this ministry, this is going to happen to you. And that's going to happen to you. I remember years ago, I went through that where it was leaders that said, if you leave this ministry, you're going to leave your, you're going to lose your house. You're going to lose your spouse. This going to happen. That's going to happen because I believed it. All of the above happened. And that was a witch talking. So when, when God gave me instructions, directions, and words, things to say, to send that every word curse right back to the sender. And trust me, when God gave me strategy, instructions, and his word on how to denounce, how to uproot and dismantle those satanic altars, I began to speak those prayers and I began to see the hand of God. I began to see things being manifested right before my eyes. And trying to train others on how to dismantle not to entertain these spirits that we think that that's cute. We think that it's okay. We think that this is, this is okay to do. Oh, this is okay. It's okay to look like your, your family. It's okay to look like your mom, look like your dad, look like your granddad, look like it's okay to look like them, but it's not okay to have those familiar spirits that is causing, uh, um, chaos in your, in your home, chaos in your family. It's not okay. So let's begin uprooting the altar of those familiar spirits. When you see that spirit rising up, I don't care if it's in you. 
You have to rebuke you sometimes instead of always rebuking other people and seeing wrong in other people. Sometimes you, when you start seeing little things rise up and you know, it's not God, you got to start denouncing that thing. Like, Oh no, anxiety is not my portion. I will not die of depression. I will not die of cancer. I will not die of being a diabetic. I will not die of leukemia, lupus, or none of that. I don't care what my mother, my daddy, my uncle, my auntie, I don't care what they experience. That have nothing to do with my bloodline. I have the blood of God. I am connected. I am joint heir of joint heirs of Jesus Christ. I will not. I will only have what my God said that I will have. He said that I shall prosper and be in good health even as my soul prosper. So therefore, whatever my God said about me, because we all do know we have an expiration date. Whenever my expiration date come, that will be my time. But premature death, sickness, disease, all those things are cut from the root. Again, today we're talking about uprooting the altar of familiar spirits. Those things that you know that God is not pleased with, uproot it. You have the authority and the legal right to uproot it. You don't have to wait till Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever days that you go to church. You don't have to wait to go, wait to go to church for somebody to lay hands on you when you can lay hands on yourself. You can help deliver yourself. When I got saved, I didn't get saved at church. I got saved at home. Every time my deliverance came, it came at home. And whatever, whenever I went out, only thing they did, they maybe added or, or added to, gave confirmation to, or something that God had already done before I got to them. Before I go to church, I already praise God before I go. I don't wait till I get to church to praise God. I don't wait till I get to church to pray. I don't wait till I get to church to read my word. We got to uproot the altar of familiar spirits. Again, this is your girl, Rhonda Taylor, also known as Prophetess Rhonda Taylor. Coming to you today, uprooting those altars of familiar spirits. Get those Ouija boards out of your house. Get those horoscopes up out of your house. Astrology. Who is your God? What is your God? Whatever you're serving the most, whether it's your money, whether it's your job, that is your God. May God bless you and may he keep you is my prayer. Love, joy, peace, and harmony is your portion.